Welcome to my podcast, Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm Renee Beery, an interior designer with a passion for managing construction projects, large and small. My mission is to empower women, both homeowners and interior designers, to manage renovation projects like a pro. My goal in sharing my knowledge and experience from working in the field for the past 29 years will allow you to avoid the mistakes I have seen and go into projects confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your projects will be as smooth and as successful as possible. It's early November, and that means the holidays are upon us. There are proactive steps you can be taking right now to set up you and your project for success during these crazy busy times. Plus, I want to talk about gift giving for the holidays, what that means to me and my firm, and how you can apply it to you and yours. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Like I said, it's early November, and I could probably spend an entire episode freaking out as to where the year went, and I'm sure I'm not alone in that. But the reality is we are staring down the end of the year, and more importantly, all of those holidays that create such chaos in our lives, good and bad, and on our projects. So that's what I want to talk about today because there are steps that I have taken in the past that really do set me up for success and allows me to carve out time to actually enjoy the holidays, which I know all of us want to do, right? We earned it, quite frankly. It's a crazy time of year, especially if you're managing a renovation project. You have that extra sense of stress because you are responsible, in a way, for creating a mess in someone else's home. Now, it's a good mess, it's a mess with purpose, but it's still a mess, and it can add that extra level of ugh to any conversation. But there are things that you can do. So let's first start with what you can do for yourself. Take the time this week, sit down with your calendar if you haven't already, and figure out what your own plans are for all of the holidays. Yes, and I mean yours, not your projects. We'll get to those in a minute. But the reality is if you aren't enjoying the holidays, you will be resentful of the projects that's keeping you from enjoying them. So this is what I do. I sit down, I figure out if I'm going to be out of town, what days those will be. If I'm not going to be out of town, what days I want off to just rest, relax, and hang out with my family. And then I declare it, right? I email my clients now and let them know between now and the end of the year what my holiday plans will be. And yes, the first time I implemented this plan, I cringed when I hit send. I thought I would get some pushback. I thought I would get some grumpy looks at our next meeting. And I've got to tell you, I either didn't hear from anyone or more often I got a few responses that said, that sounds wonderful. And I'm going to be off X, Y, and Z days as well. Now, If they don't tell you, if they don't hit reply and let you know when their vacation is or their holiday breaks are, you need to get that information now. And it won't necessarily occur to your client, so don't wait for that. Proactively reach out at your next meeting or shoot an email and say, please let me know what your plans are around the holiday. Now, their plans are slightly different than what you are sharing with them. 
right? You're sharing with them days off. What you need to know from your client is not only days off, but also if they're entertaining, right? If they have guests coming and they need the guest bedroom and bathroom up and running, and while you may not be doing the guest bathroom, but you're doing something down the hall, these are important pieces of information that you can start processing now saying, oh, okay, I'm going to need this cleared passageway because she's entertaining and she's got family coming in for four nights. You know, this is the kind of detailed information that will let you plan this far out to be successful and allow your client to actually host in a, you know, sort of uncomfortable situation, but host successfully or as successfully as possible. Plus, your client will see that you are doing whatever it is you can to make this as palatable as possible to get through the holidays and yet still progress on their project. Because I honestly don't know a client who wants things to come to a screeching halt for, let's say, half of December because they know that they want their project to be finished. And they know if they take that time off, it just gets tacked on to the end. So the other people you need to be touching base with now are your contractors. And you will find that all of the contractors take different days. And yes, it is extremely frustrating. And there was one year I had three different projects with three different teams. And I swear I developed a flow chart because I couldn't keep track of when the plumber was off and the electrician was off, but the contractor on this one was off this day and not that day on the other project. And it was mind numbing. So I literally created a spreadsheet. So I knew who would be where, when, and doing what, not only for my own sanity, but so I could proactively reach out to the client and let them know, because let's face it, nothing gets done as quickly during the holiday season as it does before or after. That's just a reality. And to sit and fight it will only be a losing battle. So the best way to handle it is to hit it head on. And I don't think it comes as any huge surprise to clients. Now, I wouldn't lead with that and say, hey, uh, progress is going to slow down between now and New Year's. So, you know, buckle up. But I would go in with the facts you're going to be collecting and then engage with the client. What do you want to do to best handle all of these different vacation and possible work slowdowns? You know, that way they feel they have some control, which ultimately they don't have a whole lot because if these are vacations that are set, that's what they are set for. That's what will happen. And the client will have to work around it. Starting now, beginning of November, take charge of all of those vacations, including yours, notify the client, and start making plans. Okay, so here we are in the holiday season, right? Thanksgiving is celebrated by all Americans, and I know I have listeners outside of America, but it is the one holiday in America where really we all sort of stop, take a pause, and enjoy the holiday. So I have had clients who will say, you know, everybody can take that week off. And I've had other clients say, I want them to work until Wednesday if they're able to. And yes, they can come back in on Friday. So you're going to find it to be unique to each project. And now's the time to figure that out. Now, when we move into December, you have multiple holidays. You have Hanukkah, you have Christmas, and you have New Year's. And you will find that there's going to be a lot of moving parts that aren't typical in another month. 
And then the other thing I want people to be thinking about now is gift giving. Now, I'm going to tell you what I do and what my firm does, but by no means is it what you must do for your own clients and contractors. It is just a practice that my practice started way back when, when I worked for other women in New York and I watched what they did. And I have just adopted those same habits in my own business. Now, what I saw in New York was that the contractors were treated like colleagues. So if you are a business person and you work in an office, you might purchase a small gift for your support staff, or you might purchase something for a colleague that has helped you out that year. To me, that's what my contractors and subcontractors are. Now, trust me, there can be 20 guys on a job. I do not gift all of those guys. So how I go about it is I make a list. If the contractor has been with me for this project for the last six months, yes, I am going to get him something that acknowledges the help and the hard work that he has provided to me throughout the project. Now, if there are a bunch of subs under him, I might do something for them on a smaller scale. So my contractors, I tend to get to know them, especially if we've been working together for six, seven months, and I tend to know what they like at that point. So one guy was a wine aficionado, and I went to my local liquor store because I am not a wine aficionado, told him that. He picked out a really cool bottle of wine. I wrapped it up and I gave it to him. It was not that expensive, but it was so meaningful to my contractor because he was really humbled that I knew that about him and sought out something that I thought he would like. And as it turned out, he'd never had that bottle of wine. So that was an extra bonus that I had no way of knowing in advance. Now, other guys on the team, in the past, I've done things like boxes of sausage because my extended family is from Virginia and there's a small sausage maker in Virginia that I like to support and they sell nice little gift bags of sausages. You know, things like that don't cost a lot of money, but it says to a person, I see you, I appreciate you, and I thank you for the work that you've been doing. Now, I don't give gifts in order to receive them. And I don't want anyone else to do that either, right? The whole point of me giving a gift to a contractor or a subcontractor is truly to thank them and acknowledge the fact that they are doing work on my projects. And honestly, as you know, without them, my projects don't move forward. So I do need them. Now, my gifts are not bribes. My gifts are not um, to appease them. My gifts are not to make up for some sort of error or oversight on my part. They are simply to thank someone for the work they've been doing. Now, I've heard other designers say, well, I'm not going to give a gift. They're getting paid for what they do. And I go back to the same analogy as a colleague. Your colleagues are being paid as well. So therefore, these gifts are just an acknowledgement of a job well done that you appreciate and know that they're doing the best they can to move your project forward. That's really all this is. So it can be a novelty. It could be a joke gift, a kind joke gift, if you want my personal opinion, but something that just acknowledges that you see them, you're appreciating them, and you know they're working hard to get your project to a successful end. So that's what I do for contractors. And another thing I have done very infrequently, and mainly because the logistics don't usually work out this way, but if I'm on a new build and the house is still very much underway, I will often host a lunch or a breakfast 
for the guys that are on the site that day. Usually it's a surprise or maybe I'll tell the contractor in charge so he knows there's enough guys there and I know how much food to order. But it's again, nothing too fancy. If it's lunch, I'll do pizzas and get some sodas. If it's breakfast, I'll do bagels and donuts and coffee. It's just another way of saying, hey, I really do appreciate the work you're doing. I enjoy being a part of this team and let's finish the year strong, right? So there are many ways that you can approach this, getting that point across. And again, this is just an appreciative moment in a gift giving time of year. And one, frankly, that goes a long way. And that is not why I do it, by the way, but it is a really nice bonus because I'll tell you, most of the time, the comments I get are, wow, no one has ever done this for me before. Again, it's not why I do it. It's just a kind thing to do. It's an appropriate gift during the holiday season. Now, so those are the contractors, right? And those are the guys you're working with day in and day out. What do I do with my clients? So again, I learned this from the New York designers I worked with, and it was in the 90s. So things were pretty crazy, lots of huge budgets, lots of money flowing. So I don't necessarily do it on the same scale that I saw the designers I worked for do, but I've modified it and made it appropriate for my firm at this time in life. And so what I do, and I'll tell you what other designers I know do, I like to support local companies. So I always go to a local florist. I'll go in about two weeks. We'll sit down. I'll go in with a list of my clients, and then we will pick out some sort of plant that gets a little zhuzhed up with some holiday spirit. Sometimes they'll put ornaments on it. Sometimes it's just red berries. Sometimes it's gold berries, you know, sort of something festive, and then they deliver it. I don't deliver it in person. I don't want to sort of show up on my client's doorstep unannounced and then they feel they have to invite me in and it make it a whole big thing. I send it to them with a nice card, thanking them for the work together and looking forward to the new year. So in the past, I've sent amaryllis, I've sent orchids, I have sent paper whites, I sent a really cool white poinsettia plant. I think that was two years ago. Something small. The one thing I did learn from the women in New York is they never sent something that was large enough or, quote, prominent enough that the client felt compelled to make it the centerpiece of their dining room table. This woman I worked with said, I would never presume to know how she's going to set her table, so I would never want her to feel obligated to use what I send. And that sort of stuck with me. And I kind of appreciate that. I think that's respectful. So what I send is sort of a midsize. And typically if I go to the house, I'll see it, let's say on the kitchen table or on the kitchen counter or, you know, in a spot that the client appreciates it, but it isn't the centerpiece. And to me, I think that's an appropriate thing to do. Now, I do have other friends who will send candy, they will send cookies, they will send other holiday-related items. Uh, One designer I know sends wreaths to their clients. And so it's something that you can make your own with your own sense of style. And again, it's just an acknowledgement that you appreciate them, you appreciate the work that they are providing you, and you are looking forward to a new year. 
And frankly, I have clients who are just, again, they're stunned that A, I think of them, B, send a thoughtful gift, and C, kind of appreciate them. It's just kind of a nice, friendly thing to do, and I really do recommend it. I don't think there's any downside to it. But in addition to that, a couple of years ago, I started instituting a charity gift. And what I do is I create a holiday card online, and I email it to all of my clients, And I wish them a happy holidays. I typically remind them of the days that we will be closed. And then I state, I have made a donation in honor of the work we're doing together. And then I usually choose two charities. And to be honest, I've actually heard more back from that from clients than I have on the actual gifts I've sent. I think the overall impression they're left with is, wow, this is incredible. I'm investing in Renee's company and she is passing it on to charities in need. I am philanthropic in my own personal life, and I like that I've rolled that into my company. So do you have to do both? No, of course not. But these are things that I do for my clients. Now, that being said, I do tier my presence. So for instance, like I said, with the contractors, the main contractor might get a more expensive bottle of wine than the guys who are getting the small bags of sausage. Same thing with my clients. If I have one client that's a ground-up construction, yes, they are going to get a larger plant or maybe more zhuzhing on the plant or some sort of different price point than a smaller client. So I typically end up with two or three larger gifts for those clients that are larger projects. And to me, it just makes sense. But again, all of this is just simply what I do in my business, what I have found successful, and to give you some ideas to incorporate in your own companies for the end of the year. So if you're sitting there saying, Renee, I can't afford to do any of that. It's just not in the budget this year. That is fine. It costs next to nothing to get a beautiful holiday card right a note to your client, thanking them for the work that you're doing together. Make it personal in some way. Mention something about the project. Mention something about the project and wishing them well during the holidays and looking forward to the new year. Mail that to your client. There are so many meaningful ways that you can thank your clients for entrusting you with their project that I think it's something that should be done in whatever form or fashion feels good for you, works within your budget, but it ends the year on a high note and sets the tone for the new year. So those are the things that I have successfully done in the past. I would love to hear if there are any customs and traditions that you have done in your firm, because this is how we learn. I've learned from the women I worked with before. I learned from fellow designer friends I have, and we can all grow and add to this list of tools that we can incorporate in our companies that elevate our business, that honor our clients and the work that they provide us. And frankly, it feels good. And who doesn't want to feel good during the holiday season? So it is the beginning of November, and I am going to just say this is going to be a really exciting month for me. I can't tell you the details right now, but as soon as I'm allowed to discuss it, I absolutely will be telling you in more detail when I can. But for now, I can't thank you for your time today, and I look forward to our next time together. 
Thank you for listening today and feel free to join me on social media at Davinia Design in order to stay up to date on the latest happenings in my construction world. There is more detailed information on my website for my signature courses for both homeowners and designers, as well as other material to help guide you through a successful renovation project. Make sure to follow my podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a tip. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the word, leave a review and tell your friends who are starting or are mid project. And thank you again for listening today.